One uh, sketch that I want to share with you is um, here's water, and here is a block of, what is this block? Ice. How much of the ice is underwater? Yeah, I've read or heard 90% is underwater. It's an illustration of, of the way I think about my life. My life on the surface, what you see is one thing, and then what you really are, and how you really are, and what you really think is uh, deeper. There's a proverb on this. It's a little different analogy, but you get the idea. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, and a man of understanding will draw it out. Other words you could use for this is the unconscious mind, and this is a largely where you live, and then the conscious mind, and what, what you are aware of consciously. But sometimes the things that I do consciously are beyond my control. Like I don't think I can control what is really coming out of me, because where I'm really living is deep in my heart. So what is in my heart is actually what I will be, what it will come out of me. That's why Jesus said that, that who we are is really coming from our heart. And that's Mark um, 7, 21 to 23. What is really in our hearts. So you have to guard your heart. Because, you know, you can on the, sur- on the outside good, have be good behavior, but on the inside be miserable. I, I can function on the outside, but actually who I am and what I am and how I really think is, is where we are living. Because um, the Lord said that he requires truth on the inner part in Psalm 51.6. He wants that to be for it. Why? Because he knows what's good for us. He knows where we are living and what we need. So that's why when, I, when, I, um, when we talked about prayer tonight or we prayed together and we say the words, it really has an effect on you when you say the words and you embrace it in your heart and you respond like the word is just the word, but, but, but it's more than that. It is John 6, 63. My words, they are spirit and life. Life, it's called Hebrews four twelve. The word of God is living and powerful. It is. And that man cannot live by only bread. He has to live by the words. And they come out of God's mouth and out of your mouth, out of our mouth they come. So let's look at that for a second. Ephesians 5, um, where are we? Uh, 18. Let's yeah, put it up on the screen. 5, 18. Uh, 19. Speaking to yourselves. Now, you know, speaking to myself. Try it this week. 
try it by yourself, just speaking to yourself. And intentionally, deliberately, with, with quietness and worship in your heart, speak to yourself. But not just like, you know, the negative things that we do, we do say, uh, 518 and 19, they, they are very common. And by the way, when you're around negative people, that negativity does get into you. <laughs> when you're around negative people and they're always complaining and talking and so on, and even the, new, the news definitely is so negative and it's so bad, the reporting of uh, the, the nature of what's happening in, the, uh, in life. So uh, this is Philippians 4. This is really where you and I, we can really excel because we have unlimited resource. We have God. Imagine hanging out with God. Imagine being with God and in our hearts that God would be speaking to, uh, to us in our hearts and we would be worshiping him. And those words would, would be in my, my subconscious or my unconscious mind and actually have an effect on my heart. So this is uh, Proverbs uh, 4, um, was it 26? Help me. Guard your heart with all diligence. Anybody know it? Is it 23? Okay, thank you. 423. Guard your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. Because your heart can take you. Is it Proverbs 28:20? He that um, follows his heart is a fool. Is it 28:20? Check it out. Actually, the screen will check it out. This, no, no. The screen will prove me wrong. What is for 2820? <laughs> nope. Okay. I don't have it. Where, if, you're, if you're quick, anybody, where does it say? Where's the proverb? What is the proverb that says, He that follows his heart is a fool? Okay. All right. So let's go. Let's, uh, so let's pray right now. We'll have Pastor Randy come up. Lord, thank you for this assembly tonight. And we are learning. We are learning. We need, we need to learn. Mary pondered these things in her heart. She put it together in her heart, what she saw, what she understood. And she carried it with her in her life. Yes, Lord. Bless the meditation in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, welcome, Pastor Randy. Okay, turn in your... Bibles, please, to Hebrews 13 for message. Hebrews 13. <clears throat> Verse 8 and 
9. It's uh, Proverbs 28, 20, 26, by the way. The verse I was looking for. Okay, Proverbs 28, yeah, 26, yeah. Actually, let's look at that proverb. To, uh, they can put it up on the screen. Proverbs 28, 26. Yeah, he that trusts in his own heart is a fool. So we have we have been born again by God's grace, and we want to emphasize that gift part. The Christmas season is the recognition that God loves us and gave us not only eternal life, but he gave us his son to live in us in this life that we have a new heart. And uh, how we live in that is our choice, how we decide, how we think, what we put in our, in our hearts and in our minds. My, my heart can depart from God, my, my uh, flesh my heart, and I could trust in my heart. I could trust in my own heart, and it will mislead me. Uh, It doesn't show me God. My own heart doesn't reveal God to me. It doesn't show me grace. That's another one. It doesn't show me grace. It shows me law. Um, It shows me hypocrisy. Hypocrisy, that was one of our themes this week in our lunch wrap. Hypocrisy. And Matthew 23 is hypocrisy is a big part of life. What is hypocrisy? It's when I, I am able to project to you uh, as some, an image or project to you who I am, but no, I am not what I project. I, I can pray, but it's not, it's not uh, in my heart. I can behave a certain way, but it's not in my heart. Yeah, so Jesus, when he came, he goes for the heart. He goes to the heart, and he called them hypocrites in Matthew 23. And that's a great, great series. That that Matthew 23 is a big chapter on hypocrisy. So it's a good chapter for us to think about. Because we are not hypocrites. I, I wanted to, I thought of it this past week to preach about, I am not a hypocrite. To be able to say that's incredible when we really masquerade, put on masks. We're afraid of people. We, we speak a certain way in front of people, or we uh, do what we do in front of people because they are watching, and we are afraid of people. We're afraid of rejection, we're afraid of judgment. But liberty, real deep personal spiritual liberty, is amazing, and this is promised in John 8, 31 to 36. And it is, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples. 
and the truth sets you free, and you'll be free indeed. And you'll be able to say, I am not a hypocrite. Because you have the authority to say it. Because, if you go to that iceberg uh, picture, this one, because who you are on the service is really, uh, is really who you are on the weekend, or at night, or on a desert island, or when nobody's watching, that's who you are. When nobody's with you, when nobody watches, nobody knows anything about you, this is who you are. Who are you? That's amazing. Who are we? Well, Jesus, Jesus came into our hearts. And we have Jesus as our life. Not perfect, but more or less, authentically, we are who we are by the grace of God and the Spirit of God that is in you and the fellowship of God. That's why this family is closer than a natural family. I have a, my natural family, but the family of God is actually deeper. You are closer. You are in fellowship because it is the Holy Spirit. Now, if your natural family is born again and saved and they walk in the Spirit, then you have fellowship. It is the same. But, excuse me, <clears throat> Mark, Mark um, chapter 3, is it? Yeah, 3. Who is my mother, my brother, my sister? Who? who? Those, and he, he's with the group on the edges, his mother and his sisters and brothers. On the edge of the group, they said, somebody came and said, your mother is here. And you says, who is my mother and my brother? My says, they either hear the word of God and do it. Another way of saying, the spirit-filled people who walk by faith have this as content in their hearts, and it's who they are, and that's our family. That's our new family. That's our amazing. Okay, so... Go now to Hebrews 13. Well, okay. I got to show you one more part. Philippians 4, 6, regarding the iceberg here. Lesson. Be careful for nothing. The word is anxious or anxiety. You don't have, don't worry about it. Don't have any anxiety about anything. What? No anxiety about anything. Whoa. Isn't that amazing? How could that be? No anxiety about your children, about your money, about your health, about the day you're going to die about losing a house, losing a family, losing whatever is precious to you. Have no anxiety, no anxiety. Isn't that amazing? About anything. Wow. No, Lord, come on. Come on. Really? Yeah. He's, he's, he's saying it to us. That's amazing, isn't it? Look at verse 6, Philippians 4. But in everything, here's our, here's our way of life. 
by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now, I have to believe this relates to this talking to yourself because I really, I really believe that you may be missing something in your spiritual life and in your walk because you don't do that. You don't talk to yourself. You're not worshiping in praise. You're not, you are not worshiping in thanksgiving. You're not, excuse me, giving thanks. You're probably like me, which goes like this. That was great. Oh, that's great. I wonder when it's going to end. I got this. Oh, I wonder when I'm going to lose it. I always am able to put in the negative thing. I'm always able to add what I would call the reality. You, you are, you, you know, I don't know, you are so blessed, yes, but there's a day coming when I'm going to die. <laughs> but I'm going to die one day. Do you see, see what I mean? We process our life with a lot of negativity and what we would call reality. But this is another way of life. To get rid of anxiety and worry is actually by having thanksgiving and prayer and um, talking to yourself in faith and that the Spirit, some of the things that you say will take on life. They will live in your heart. They will be words, living words, for the Word of God is living. It's quick. It's powerful. It's a way of life for us to be, to be thankful, to be joyful, to be rejoicing a lot. It says rejoice always, doesn't it? Go to the verse um, um, 7. And the peace of God which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That is amazing, isn't it? How do I go crazy? Just go away from this. Go away from it. And this uh, iceberg picture is uh, a powerful one because you don't have the control over what's underwater there. If you go away from this, that will get filled up with trash, garbage, worry, fear. It'll get filled up with bad movies and bad thoughts and, and gossip and common talking about not things that are sinful, but just things that are common. And the common life is how many people, they fill their hearts. And then on the service, we are Christians but deep inside, we don't have the, the joy and the liberty. We don't have the thanksgiving and the worship. We don't have it because we're not living like the way we're, we're reading it here. Let's look at verse uh, 7. It says, it'll keep your hearts and minds from, I will add, from going crazy, from depression and going to the doctor for medications and 
and going to counseling to get help or to go to a therapy session or something, but go back up and realize that if I am a child of God, then talking to myself and having a, a certain way of approaching life with God and listening to God. When Mary pondered it in her heart, she was putting different things together and realizing that she's in the middle of something extraordinary. An angel appeared to me. I said, let it be unto me. I went to see my cousin Elizabeth. The baby in her womb leaped, and she said, I am the mother of the Lord. And then, then the shepherds come and say, the angels appeared to us. And a little later, the wise men came following a star, and she's putting this together in her mind. And she realizes she's part of something extraordinary. And we said Sunday morning that you are to think in a similar way about your life, that you ponder your life also and what God, God is doing and has done in your heart and in his word. For it's in his word that we see his grace and his love toward us. Okay, go to verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest. Now, when the devil challenges you on what's true, let's say Christ is risen from the dead, and the devil says, no, he isn't, then what do you do with that? No, he isn't. He isn't. Maybe he isn't. Yeah, maybe he isn't, and then I'm just kind of, I'm not active. I'm not resisting. I, I'm playing a passive role, like the lie dominates in my soul. The lie starts to control my life. I, I have some temptation, but I don't have any, I don't have any decision. I'm not making an, any decision about it. I'm not talking back to the devil. I'm just kind of passively letting it happen. And he is uh, filling my heart with lies. But I believe he is raised from the dead, but I'm not acting in it. I believe he is raised from the dead, but I'm letting the devil do the talking. I'm letting my heart just kind of go into, like, just be subject to the atmosphere. I'm letting the, the world talk to me. I'm, I'm accepting the values of the world and the ways of the world, the th spirit of the world, the philosophy of the world, the way of the world. That's how, that's how sometimes we, we live. So uh, let's look at verse 8. Whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Watch. My heart, and then I have my, my heart decides what I, how I think. My thinking and my heart 
to go together, and I say, I, and I think on these things that are good, virtuous, and pure, and true. And even it'll happen to you as you respond to it. It'll, it'll, I don't know about you, but for me, it is like I get this, yeah, like I get this feeling of, yes, amen. And I get, I get fighting about it. I get some vinegar in me or something, you know. I get this, yeah. You know, I get serious about it. It, start, it becomes part of my spirit. I get really, I can actually get, like, I'm just, it's just in, in you. And you go, yeah, amen. It's maybe holiness. Maybe that's what it is. It's the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's what it is. And you end up having the same spirit as God, the Holy Spirit. And then you can actually say, you got to be kidding me. You're nuts. You're out of your mind. I'm not like that. I don't believe that. That's not the way. I don't accept it. That's ridiculous. That, don't even, that's not even close. I, that kind of thing that happens because you're not because you're relating to it in faith. And that's what keeps your heart and mind healthy. Do you have worry about anything? No, not really. Not worried. Well, how can you not? What are you, stupid? Don't you know the world is on fire? Don't you know we could have a meltdown? Don't you, haven't you been listening to the news? And you go, yeah, well, I, 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 I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but... You have to guard yourself from just kind of letting the world run over you. And they can say anything they want to you, and there's no fight back. There's no relating to it. There's no, like, I know about it. I, I've seen it. I'm sorry for what is happening in many ways, but this is, but Jesus Christ came into the world, and he, and the angels said, Peace on earth. Well, well, wait a minute. There's no peace on the earth. Yeah, there is. You're looking at him. You get it? Well, remember the disciples said to Jesus, why haven't you gone to other parts of the world? And he said, because if a man loves me, my father will take up his abode in him. That's why. What? Yeah, if a man loves me, my father will live in him. And that's why I didn't go to all the parts of the world. Because Koreans and Russians and Chinese and Burmese and Indians and Latinos, Christ will live in them. And they will be in those parts of the world. So that's amazing. This is so good. Let's finish up by looking at um, the verse Hebrews 13, and we'll finish here. Verse 8. And again, I don't know how it will work for you. It goes in different ways all the time. I don't know. But I just believe if you, you have this word 
in your heart, in your memory, and in your mouth, then it will live. It will live in you. And it will affect you. Verse 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. So I just explained to you how the truth goes inside in your heart and the fruit of it, the Holy Spirit, is love and joy and peace in your heart. Not anxiety, not fear, not worry, but healthy. Now, you might say, yeah, but what about, you know, the, I understand the, how life can be. I understand it. No, nobody here is saying that, that we have uh, some mechanical methodology. We're not saying that. We're saying that the relationship between you and God is real. We're saying that the relationship that God has with you isn't invented by you. It's real. Your heavenly Father knows you, and he loves you, and has given you grace so that you have the spirit of grace in your life, and you have a new heart, and you're able to think with God, and you're able to talk to yourself and be thankful and be active in this relationship where you hear from God and speak back to him, where you receive from God and you worship him. And he's filling you with the Spirit and carrying you, carrying you in your life, carrying you and I in life. Okay, verse um, 9. We're not carried about with many different weird things, a lot of different strange teachings and fads and temporary um, fashion and moods and nuances and philosophies and trends in our culture and we're 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 filled with it in our in our country in the time we're living but it's a good thing that the heart be established with grace. Grace is a very important word for us. I'm going to finish here, but I want to show you something. Grace is extraordinarily unique. Nobody would never come to the heart of a person. They would never do what God does. It, listen, David commits adultery with Bathsheba. The baby dies. He, um, he kills Bathsheba's husband. They have another baby. What's the name of the baby? Solomon. And God says Solomon is to be the king. And I step back and go, whoa, wait a minute. No, 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 no. This is all wrong. God is saying, yeah, it is. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. You would never choose, you, Tom Shell, you, yeah, you. You would never choose Solomon to be the king over Israel to succeed his father. But I do. I'm the God of all grace. I'm different from you. I give grace. You judge people. I give grace to people. 
I save people by grace. I put prostitutes in the genealogy. I, I call people, I save them by grace. I take mass murderers like King Manasseh. I take him and I change him 53 years as a murderous king and the last two years he's a saint. I am God. I am the God of all grace. That's me. I am God. I save you by grace. I save everybody. Anybody that I save is all by grace. It is a good thing at Christmas time that your heart would be established in grace and stop judging people. Stop judging people. You and I are not policemen for God. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need you to be his policeman. Stop being a judge. It's a good thing that the heart would be established in grace. Why do you love people at the kitchen table? Grace. Why do you speak about people in a good way? Grace. Why do you stop judging them because you give grace? Is it a good thing that the heart is established in grace? It is. Okay. Verse um, 9. Not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar, a cross. The cross is the altar. We have an altar. It's a unique one. It's the cross. It's where the sacrifice was, was um, given. It's where we meet God at that altar. There's only one place to really meet God. Every day at that altar, go to the cross and bow down and just say you are who you are and surrender your heart before God and let him search you. The big x-ray machine, the big cat scan machine, the big, you know, the whole thing. Let him go through your heart and bring to him our heart and then be built up by his grace and say, neither do I condemn you, go and sin no more. I am for you. I am the God of all grace. Not only did I give you grace once, but you grow in grace. Not only are you growing, but you're standing in the grace. I saved you by the grace. I keep you in the grace, and you're going to finish by the grace of God. And I'm going to show the angels what I can do with a sinner. What I can do with people that believe me and embrace it and respond to it and what I will do for them in their life. I will build them up in the inner man. That's why we don't know any man after the flesh. We're not talking about our flesh. We're talking about his grace and his spirit and his mind and his way and his way of thinking. And we're talking about who we are now in, in him. Okay, let's, we have an altar where they have no right to eat, which serve the tabernacle. We are at the feet of Jesus, receiving grace. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, we thank you that you can search us.
not to condemn us, but to liberate us. We thank you that you can go through our hearts with your word and show, show what's in our hearts. And we respond and we are built up and filled by your spirit as worshipers, building us up. Lord, thank you for that. There will be people around us during this Christmas season that need grace and holiness and truth in the inner man. They're suffering. They don't have it. They're lost. Many are empty. So many are searching. And we ask you to give us a good ministry this Christmas season to people that are around us. Help us connect with people. Help us touch their hearts. Yes, Lord, like the carolers are doing at the nursing home and on the street in the, in the, in the park where the uh, trailer park, the, the homes in, in the different neighborhoods. We help us to touch people. And anyone listening tonight, would you come to Jesus as you are? Say to Christ, I need you. Please come into my heart. I need you, Jesus. Come and save me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.